This is the Kingdom Mogul Podcast. We help you grow your faith as you grow your business. And now, your host, Jesse Cole. Welcome to the Kingdom Mogul Podcast. I am your host, Coach Jesse Cole. Thank you for joining us today. I'm excited for you, your family, and your business. I'm also excited about what God is doing to you, through you, for you, and in you. Listen, I have a special guest today. Her name is Miss Erica Lynn. She is the CEO of One Step Beyond You, and she's also the author of The Seven Techniques of Healing. It's a story about her past trauma and how she's turned that trauma into a message of empowerment, and she's empowering men and women all over the country with this message. I'm excited for you to get to know her and get to learn more about her story. Man, it was a candid and transparent and authentic conversation that I'm sure you're going to enjoy. All right, here we go. Miss Erica Lynn on the Kingdom Mogul Podcast. Erica Lynn, thank you very much for being my guest today. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. My pleasure. So before we get into all the, the good stuff, because we have some rich conversation ahead of us, I want the people to understand who you are, your background, where you come from. So talk about your upbringing and your story. Okay. Um, I am Erica Lynn, as you said. Uh, I am the youngest of three children. Um, and so I come up from very humble beginnings, just like many of us. Um, my mother and my father separated at a very young age. And when I came home from school one day, my father was gone. Sometimes they would break up and he would come back. But this particular time he left and he wasn't coming back. And I looked for him, I longed for him to come back. And so always looking for him, I was trying to find love. That love that a father gives his daughter, that when he takes you on your first date and teaches you, pulls out the chair for you, put your coat on, teaches a young lady, all the things that, are, that a young lady is supposed to know. So I didn't have that. So I was looking at, looking for in other places. And, and so that one thing started me on the wrong path. So it, at age 13, I became very um, destructive, uh, harmful to myself, harmful to the family, like running away, hanging out, partying. And uh, we had a neighbor who was very close to our family. And my mother was the kind of person like, um, go and ask the neighbor to take you to the store. Go ask the neighbor, um, can you wash his dishes? He'll give you a few dollars. You can, you know, buy things for the household. But what she did not know is every time she would send us to, and I found out later, it didn't just happen to me. Every time she would send us to the neighbor, he would take advantage of that situation and began touching me and doing a lot of things um, to me as a young lady. And it really messed my head up. So I spiraled out of control. I started running away. I started smoking weed. I started partying. I just started doing all kinds of things because at that point, my identity was gone. Who was Erica Lynn? I didn't have a father to call to find, to help me get back on the right track. And my mom, she was doing the best she can. So from there, I just went buck wild fast. I became a stripper at 17 years old. Um, and I met my kid's father um, towards the end of my stripper career. It didn't last long, but the point is I did it. And um, he was like seven years older than me. So I looked to him to raise me. 
right? And instead of him raising me or helping me, um, he taught me a lot of the wrong things. We did result in having three beautiful children together, but out of that 10-year marriage came a lot of abuse, verbal, mentally, mental abuse. I just, my self-esteem was so low that there was days I didn't know if I was coming or going. There was days that I didn't feel beautiful. I didn't know who Erica Lynn was. I was holding on by a thin strands some days. And all about the age 28, things began to transition for me. Um, I, I decided to get out of that marriage. I said, if my kids were going to have any type of life, I have to take a stand at this point. And that's when I left the marriage. And then it took another 10, 20 years to get my mind right from all those years. So, so how, they, how would the therapist tell me? As long as the, the, the years it take you to get messed up, it take you just as many years to get yourself together. And so from the process of growing and trying to get myself together, then that's when uh, the book of Seven Techniques of Healing came about after that 20-year stretch of getting myself together. So let's talk about how your upbringing affected you as an, as an adult. So now, you know, you, you went through all that trauma and, and you know, you're, you're getting therapy for it and you're going through this process. Talk about this process, this, this healing process that you had to go through before you started helping other people heal from their trauma. Well, first it started in me re uh, getting in relationships uh, as a pattern of relationships of men abusing me. It might not start out that way, but it ends that way. And getting into relationships with men because I had that stripper past, so now I'm looking for you to pay for everything. You know, it's like a, it's a mentality set, mindset. I'm not gonna get with you if you can't help me take care of my kids. I'm not gonna. So all of that collectively kind of mess, it messes you up in a sense that you really don't know how to work hard for something. You don't know how to come to the table with your own finances. He has his finances and you guys can work together to build something. You're looking for him to come in and save you and the kids. And that's some of the skills sometimes that you miss out on. Granted, I made money. I was a money getter, but I looked at him to be the breadwinner and to come in and take over. And I find that that messes up a lot of young women today because it sure messed me up, you know. So it took me a long time to break that habit of saying, okay, if I want something, let me go to work and work for it so I can get it. Now, if you give it to me, that's a bonus. Thanks. I appreciate it. But if you don't, I'm not going to go without because you don't give it to me. So that, that independence piece is something that was missing in the beginning. And now that you're, you're going through this healing process, you're learning that you have the power to do the work. You have the power to be independent. God is giving you the gifts and the talents to create wealth for yourself and your family as well. So can you talk about your spiritual journey through this healing process? We know that from, the, from a professional standpoint, you had a therapist, but I'm, I know that God did some work in your heart and in your mind and also in your body too, to help you get to this point. So talk about this whole spiritual transformation you had to go through. Well, let's see the big, now I've gone to church off and on throughout the years, but I will always cry when I go to church. And if you see me now, I'm still crying, right? But the tears mean something different. Back then when I would go to church, I would leave church and maybe go home and smoke blunt. And I'd be in church and I'm just crying because I knew like my, my, there was guilt. My conscience would eat me up. Uh, I felt condemned, but I couldn't break the habit because when you leave church, 
you said blunt. For those of people who are listening to this right now, if you don't know what a blunt is, can you explain to him <laughs> a blunt? <laughs> <laughs> a blunt is a cigar broken down to, uh, with all the, the cigar stuff taken out of it, and you replace it with some marijuana, you roll it up, and smoke it. Okay, that's what a blunt is. Okay, that's what a blunt is. <laughs> So I would, I, you know, I've smoked and I've, and I've drank for a lot of years. Um, and like I said, I would go to church, but then I would feel convicted because I knew it wasn't right, but I couldn't necessarily break that habit. And everybody that was in my circle did the same thing. So sometimes it's hard to break habits when everyone in your circle do something. So that's when times God say, you got to replace that circle and get a new circle. Not saying you could replace, maybe if you hung with your family members or friends, you could replace them, but you could break that cycle and come back to them later, later on once you're strong enough. So that's what that process was. Hold up, Erica. Hold up. You just said something and you don't even know what you just said. All right. You said sometimes you got to break the circle to break the cycles. Mm -hmm. That's that concept right there can free up a lot of people because of who they're hanging around because of who they invite into their to their space their destiny space and they don't they don't understand why they can't get ahead in life or why certain things keep happening to them is because they have not yet broken that circle to break those cycles i know you're gonna get into it more when we get into the book, but i just had to stop right there because i don't want to just skip over that yeah but it's true because I've, I've had the same group of friends or did the same things for many years and I kept wondering why I couldn't get ahead. I'll tell you, let me go back a bit. When I was about maybe 25, I wanted to get a better paying job. So back then the most uh, I've ever made was like $10 an hour because I did not want to quit smoking weed so I could pass a drug test. That was the honest to God truth. I didn't want to, I was so messed up in the head, I didn't want to stop smoking weed to pass the drug test. So it wasn't until I was 35 years old that I went back to college and got my degree. And I'm not like some people. I can't smoke weed and study at the same time. Cause I just be dumb, like, uh. But, <laughs> so anyway, when I began to change the things in my life, then my experiences in life change. When I get began to study in college, that's how I began to learn some of my self-work. So as I was uh, still, I was still in college when I come across the winter circle, I was in the process of finishing and I come across the winter circle and I met Pastor Leon. Pastor Leon was one of the first men as an adult that I respected because he respected me as nothing but a woman and a woman of God. And in my experiences, I didn't have too many of those experiences for men. And that was from some pastors, you know what I mean? So to finally meet a pastor that's younger than me and respect me as an individual and respect me as a woman, he gained my respect and I was open to listening to what he had to teach me. So by me being open to listen to him and, and allow him to counsel me and not look at him with the side eye like, ooh, you know, uh, it really changed the trajectory of my life that came after that. So um, from there, I was open to hearing God. I, I was open to listening to what God had to say to me. 
and people don't believe me, he calls me on the telephone. God calls me on the phone to this day. I have told people that, and it's, it happens to this day because I'm not that one that sit into prayer sometimes, and you know how you can hear God talk to you? I don't get it that way. He calls me on the phone, or some random person will just come up to me and deliver me the message, walk away, and I never see the person again. It, the, the, it happened to me this Sunday when Pastor was um, speaking about making a shift and change in life, right? And, and you was on Sunday service, right? And he says, type in the comment section that a shift is coming or my biggest change is coming. And when it comes, I will obey. So right before he said that, my phone had rang. And somebody said, I got a word for you. Then they phone rang and said, I'll call you back. So I hung up and then Pastor said that, I typed it. Then the phone rang again. And the word that they gave me broke me down into tears because it was doubts and fears and questions that I had two days earlier with someone else. And they broke it down to me. And he let me know, God let me know that I'm on the path that he wants me to be on and that all my hard work that I've been doing, all the things that I've been doing has not been in vain and just stay on my course and don't jump ship or don't switch because I don't see it manifesting as fast as I would like it to manifest. But to hear someone else on the outside break down all my accomplishments broke me down in tears because you don't sometimes see your own accomplishments. Now, when you said God calls you on the phone, for somebody who doesn't really understand that, what you're really saying is God speaks through other people to get a message through to you. He's mm -hmm. not calling you on the phone. He's like prompting other people. Holy Spirit is prompting other people to call you because they, you know, you, you may be on their heart or God may have given them a word to give you and they call you on the phone and mm -hmm. God is speaking through them to you yeah. and you receive it as if it's a word from God, because really it is a word from God. Yeah. yeah. And especially if they don't even know the conversation, the same conversation I had two days ago with somebody else and I never share with anyone else and they can call me and give it to me verbatim, like I said, that blows me away. Isn't it ama amazing how much God loves us that he would, he would move heaven and earth to get a message to us? Like he would yeah. go through, in our minds, unconventional ways just to get a message. He knows that you're not going to sit down and be in prayer for three hours. He knows that. He, cause he created, yeah. he knows, you know what, in order for me to get something to Erica, I got to call her or yeah. got to send a, a, an angel unaware to her to get a message through her because she's going to be open to that. Like, that's just like a father who loves us. They, they know how we receive. They know the best way to get us to move and they know the best way to talk to us, man. So that is a representation of who God is for you, man. I, I really appreciate you sharing that um, and being transparent about that. Like, this is how God talks to me. So thank you very much for sharing that. You're welcome. And let's get into this book. So first of all, before we get into the, to the good stuff, why did you find the need or feel the need to write this book? You could have you, you went through your healing, kept it in, shared it with your family and friends, but why write a book? Well, when I first started the company in 2018, you know how when you start a company, they say, well, you can't just be a motivational speaker. You have to have a product to sell, right? So that's kind of how it started out. But I had no idea that I was going to be open to sharing all the things that I shared. Um, once I got started, 
I was like, well, a person needs to know this. They need to know this experience in order to know how I came out of it. So I had to be totally transparent. And that's not an easy thing for people to, to do, to be transparent, to sharing all the things that they've done or experiences that happened to them. So I felt the need to share my experiences along with other people's experiences as examples that you can use when you go through the seven techniques. So you're talking about your company, which is called One Step Beyond You. Why did you decide to call your company One Step Beyond You? What does that mean to you? I was just having this conversation this morning on my, on my Facebook Live when we were exercising. The day before I went to pick the name, I was over at my girlfriend's house and she was taking my headshots, which when I go back to them headshots, oh, those some ugly pictures. <laughs> but I thank God for all the blessings of everybody who helped me in the beginning. And we were coming up with some names. One step, two step, step beyond, go beyond, overcome, you know, just anything. And she had gave me a powerful name. I didn't even write it down. I didn't know my brain just worked, didn't work because the next day I said, what did you say the name was? She was like, I don't know. We couldn't even remember. And the name was so powerful, we couldn't even remember. And so I'm at work that day, and I'm just, this business is on my mind. Everything's just on my mind. I go into my boss's office. I go, excuse me. She said, well, I said, I don't feel good. I really got to go. Can I leave early today? I just really got to go. She said, sure. I left work and went straight to the registrar's office. <laughs> and I grabbed the paperwork, and I stood there, and I said a little prayer. Okay, Laura, what do you want me to call this business? And just like that, I wrote One Step Beyond You. But I had no idea that One Step Beyond You was going to turn into what it has turned into and going where it's going. I didn't realize that One Step Beyond You, what it really meant at the time I wrote that, I didn't realize what it meant. But now I understand is all the limitations, all the problems, all the things that hinder you, abuse, violence, can't get a better paying job, afraid to fill out an application, afraid to stop smoking weed, afraid to stop hanging with us, that circle you was hanging with, all the limitations you have. Don't allow those limitations to hinder you, but instead just take one step beyond you. And that's what it means. Sounds, sounds good to me. <laughs> So you started off your company because you wanted to, you know, be a motivational speaker. You wanted to help people. And I've always told you that, you know, it's, it's more than just being a motivational speaker. You got more stuff on the inside of you. And so let's talk about now you have this book, the seven technique techniques of healing. Not only that, but you have a curriculum that you're teaching and you're doing master classes and all around this concept of seven techniques of healing. Talk about your personal development journey. It was scary at first. <laughs> it was scary because of the fear of the unknown. Um, it was scary that this woman who used her sex appeal and her body and other things to get by in life to actually heal from it and learn other skills to now to get by on my intelligence, to show people who I really am to not be moved by certain things that used to move me before, to actually be a role model. So that journey was very scary because when you go through the healing process, 
you have to break down everything. Things that you forgot that was inside of you. If you got slapped or beat years ago and you're wondering why you acting out now, it could be a result of something that happened in your past. So I had to go back into my past and dig deep through the molestation, dig deep through the abuse, dig deep through the things that happened to me when I was running out there in the street. And once I was able to pull those things up out of me and actually address them, that was the first step in my healing process. For me, the biggest accomplishment that I've ever made and will ever make is when my daughter and my son lived in Taiwan and my youngest son was here, I called the oldest son first on the phone. And I said, there's some things that I want to tell you about your mother. And this was before the book had come out. I said, I'd rather you hear it from me, than read it in the book. And then I began to share with him my secrets and the things that I've done, the things that held me in bondage. Because I was in bondage. I was ashamed. The level of shame that I had was just on a level that no one could ever experience. Even though some people might go through things way worse than you, but that doesn't mean the things that your experiences that you went through does not hold you in shame or doesn't hold you in bondage. So that was the first step of my journey, sharing my shame and my pain with my kids. And all three of them said the same thing. Mama, we got your back. We got you. So anything or that anybody could have said or did to me after that, it held no weight. Because the three people that mean the most to me, they knew the secrets that I have been holding all these years. So that was part of my healing journey. Let's break down these chapters. You have seven chapters breaking down the word healing. Like the chapters are broken down by the word healing. So that first chapter, you, you talk about healed, H, healed. Talk about that chapter. What are you talking about in that chapter? Well, in the healed chapter, we talk about the preparation techniques. We talk about what you're going to need to take you through this journey. Uh, we begin to prepare you, teaching you like breathing exercises, teaching you things that as you go through the journey, you're going to use these preparation techniques as you go through because it's going to get tough and you're going to feel like quitting and want to turn around and not go through it. And so that first chapter lets you know that we're with you, we love you, and these are techniques that you can utilize even after you're done with the program. Um, also, we show you who's the most important person that you need to start with on your journey, which is you. We can't focus on your kids. We can't focus on your husband. We can't focus on nobody else because until you can do other things, you can't, how to say it like this, you can't do other things in your life until you focus on you. So we show you how to start with yourself. I don't want to tell you, you just start with yourself and you're sitting there like, well, how do I do it? So I actually walk you through a step-by-step -step process of how to start with yourself. And then lastly, in that first chapter, you got to admit the truth. If you keep giving lies or keep and not telling the truth, then you're not going to get anywhere. So you got to be willing to be transparent and tell your truth, whatever it is. I don't care if you ran over dog, tell your truth because that, that experience might have affected you in some kind of way. Yeah. So self-care and honesty are the main themes of that, of that first chapter. The second chapter, educate. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that second chapter. What are you talking about as far as educating yourself? Well, we want, in order to, um, when you get a level of education, 
So in other words, when you learn things that you've never known before, you learn stuff about yourself, you begin to learn stuff about the people around you, that gives you a level of empowerment. Because now you're taking, you're starting to take control back. That control that you gave away to that bondage and to those things in the past, this is part of the first step of empowering yourself, taking yourself back, taking, taking yourself to another level. Also, um, we want to let you know that the journey is about to begin. So that means you're going to have highs and lows, highs and lows, highs and lows, but you, you're learning more stuff about yourself. You're learning things that you need to do to move forward. You're, you're, you're reading. You are, um, I'm giving you advice. I'm giving you uh, tutorials, handouts, things that can walk you through uh, an educational standpoint because power is education. If you ever wonder why some of the people are the most powerful people, it's not because they got PhDs and all of that. It's because they're educated on one subject a little bit more than you or a lot more than you. And that's what makes them the powerful one over that subject. So you are the subject. So let's educate you on you so you can be empowered on you and what you need to do to move forward and not transgress backwards. And if you do, now you know what to do to snap yourself out of it. Because everybody go forward, but they always take two steps back. Sometimes for every step forward, you take two steps back, but you need to know what you have to do when you take that two steps back to keep you from making five steps backwards to push you back forward. I would imagine that a person that's at this education stage, they're going to be faced with their limiting beliefs, those things that prevent them from moving forward, those things that prevent them from progressing and going to that next level. So can you talk about some of the people that you've helped walk through this process when they, when they get to this education level what kind of thoughts do they have to break through in order to get to the next level which is action that i'm not good enough who am i don't deserve this i've been nothing all these years why why am i going to be something now um i've been abused for so long i, I can't break the habits how can i break the habits I've been drinking for so long, I don't want to stop. I've been smoking for, you know, uh, they just have uh, a lot of the, the, the past really has dictated their future. And when I show them how to break from the past, then the next response is, wow, I didn't know I could do that. Oh, I didn't even know that was possible. Yeah. The next step is action. So now that, you know, you've, you've faced it, you told the truth, you got a little bit more education on what you need to do to move forward. Now it's time to take some action. It's time to move forward. So talk about the action part. Well, in the action, I always say seek help. So I'm not a licensed therapist and nor do I ever tell anyone that I am. So if you got a little more, and I don't want to say it like this, if you got a little more crazy than you want to admit or a little more, you know, then I recommend that you do go and speak to a therapist that they can do ongoing care for you to help manage you. Cause you might need pain um, uh, medication to help balance you out. So I want seeking help means seeking out your resources. What other resources do you need other than a counselor? Do you need job? Do you need uh, help with your kids? What is it that you need? If you're trying to start a business 
and just say like you're part of a family business and your dad has ran this cleaners and he want you to be part of his cleaners, but you don't want to do that. You want to start your own legacy and do your own thing. Then we talk about, first of all, because you're in bondage from trying to do what the family tells you to do. And that holds a lot of pain to people, by the way, for those who don't know. He's like, well, how can you feel that way? You come from money. Sometimes coming from money hurts, you know, because now you want to go in a different direction, but you're faced with what your dad want you to do. And so I show you how to get other resources, how to uh, seek help, go and, go and visit someone that's doing something that you want to do to see if that's really what you want to do. Seeking help is just finding other resources. That's beyond me. If you want to go forward with my 12-week um, coaching program, because Rome was not built in a day. It is an ongoing process. So I, I, I help you find resources that's available for you and to you. And so like when we go into the prison system um, and we're going to be dealing with a group of men that needs to be reformed, but some of them are going to get out of prison. What kind of help can we provide to them when they come out of prison? So we'll have a list of resources. So the, the, the action piece is more about understanding what the next step is and then reaching out for more help, like resource mapping type of thing. Mm -hmm. Now, chapter four, you're talking about leaping. We hear that a lot. Take the leap, a leap of faith. Just jump on out there. Is that what you're talking about in this chapter? Yes and no. <laughs> um, because taking the leap, sometimes um, you have to reaffirm your position. So you have to understand or, or be willing to do what you've never done before. You have to be willing to stand up for you. So sometimes taking a leap is taking a leap for yourself. So not necessarily, and, it, and you can take that leap, okay, let me start this business I've never did before. But when you're going through the healing process, you're taking a leap to say, I'm committed to this healing i'm committed to this process and i'm taking this leap into changing my narrative to becoming who or what god wants me to be so i'm taking that leap and oftentimes people are afraid to take the leap to make that change yeah. and so that's why taking the leap is very important so the leap is more about a commitment like the, the willingness and committing to this journey mm -hmm. Now we're we're halfway we're halfway through the uh, the healing um, the seven techniques of healing framework, but I want to ask you this question: is, is this an incremental thing? Is this a chronological process, or is it more like a situational type of framework? You you discover where a person is, and then you help them from where they are. Type of correct. Framework. Yes, correct. And the and because the program that I'm working on now that I'm developing while we're here in quarantine. It's a uh, personal phase of the seven techniques of healing. So you might be a person that don't work well in groups. You want to work at home. You are like a self-committed type of person. So I'm in the process of developing the seven techniques of healing that when you're in the privacy of your own home, you can log into the computer and go through the seven techniques to help fit you and to fit where you are. But when we're doing the seven techniques of healing live in front in my master class, oh baby, you better get ready to get down and dirty. You gotta get ready. You gotta let it out. Ain't no and 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 there's no judgment zone. So if you're not ready to be open, 
and share and do the work, then you're in the wrong place. So for the person who's saying, who's listening to this right now and saying, man, they're like a, a chronological person. They're like a step one, step two, step three, step four um, type of person. What you're saying is depending on where you are is where you need to start. So mm -hmm. maybe, maybe you're at a point to where the, the taking action and getting the resources, like that's the most important thing for you right now. And so you start them at that point. You don't, you don't take them back to the H. You, you start them at the action piece. Is that what you're saying? Well, we're going to, because when we're in a class setting, we're all going to start at the H. But the, at the H is where we use to identify where you are. So the H is identifying. I need to know where you are, who you are, what your experiences is, where you're coming from, where you're going to, what's your plans, like, what are your thoughts? Because I can't um, project my thoughts and my ideas on you. I need to understand where you are to help you grow through your circumstances. And we were talking about uh, LEAP a second ago, and you asked me uh, more about LEAP. And I'll share with you that, because everything is an acronym in my life. You're going to learn that about me. So I took LEAP and I broke it down into an acronym. So the L means learn. Learn all that I can about you, your pain, your family, your job, your school, or your business. Elevate yourself. The E is elevate. Elevate means to rise above all that has come your way. Access is the A. Access, you can gain access through your healing. You can have access to a new job through learning. You can gain access to love through doing the work that is required. And lastly, P, potential. Potential, you have, you have the potential to be or do what you want to do in life if you work the process. So everything in life is a process. If you think you're going to wake up today and be a millionaire and you did nothing, you're a lucky person. But if you didn't go through the process to get there, you don't know what you need to do to keep the money. So everything in life is a process. So that's what I try to teach you through the seven techniques of healing, that, that healing is a process. You can't say, I want to be healed today and wake up tomorrow and you're healed. It's not going to happen that way. All right. So the next few is, is inspire, need, and growth. Okay. So inspire, you guys know I'm a motivational speaker. So I like to motivate people. There's one exercise that we may do uh, in there, and I'll give it, give it a little weight to it. If I tell you, Jesse, write down these affirmations. I will be, I will do, I can overcome. Put them around your house and you saying, I will be the next best podcast. I will be the biggest author. Um, but now you're saying, what holds weight if I say to you, Jesse, can you write your own acronyms? So now you're saying, dang, this is something that I've always wanted to do. Let me write an acronym. I'm going to sell millions of books. I don't know what your goals are, but you write your own goals in your own acronyms that you recite to yourself every day. So INSPIRE is showing you how to take that one thing and utilizing it to actually taking you to the next level. So now after we've healed, we took action, now I want you to INSPIRE to go to the next level. So INSPIRE takes you through, takes you to the next level with some tools and techniques that we utilize while we're in the masterclass. 
Now, need, when you get to need, what do you need? Because in the beginning, you know you needed healing. You didn't know how to get there. You discovered by going through the process that you might need a little bit more help. You might need. So now when you get to need, you have a, a better idea of what you need. And you can actually verbalize it. You know, sometimes you could think, I need something, but, but I don't know what it is. So by the time you get to the chapter of need, now you can actually verbalize what you need. And you can tell somebody, that ain't it, but I need a little more help in this area. And so that's part of the process. And lastly, growth. When you look back, even in a book, no matter what, what I ever do or say, when you look back to the beginning of this journey, to where you are now, look at how much you have grown. How much have you grown? Like what all the accomplishments you made, all the healing that you've done, all the tears that you shed, all the, the things you say you, that you're just not going to do anymore. Wow, you've grown. And so my biggest thing is, just like God helped me, Pastor Leon helped me, you helped me, my other coaches have helped me. Y'all taught me. Somebody helped you. You helped me. So now it's my God-given right to teach other people. So instead of me helping one person, God put enough in me to help others. So in the growth process, each one teach one. So now I can reach back and I can teach others. So that's part of the growth process. And I show you some ways that you can use to reaching back and helping other people. What I like about this whole experience is that you have been appropriately transparent. You know, you don't hold back. You're free to talk about your experiences, the ups and the downs, the good and the bad, because you have taken responsibility for some of the things you've done in the past, but you've used those things to help other people, to inspire. And not only that, man, you've embraced God's love for you. Like you are, like you are at the point to where I know that you're feeling like you know God loves you. God got me. And I know that you've been transparent here today, but I'm telling you, when you read this book, when you go through her book, it's only a fraction of what you're going to read. You, you're going to get to know who Erica is on another level, but you're also going to see this, this thread of grace, this thread of love, and you're going to hear God for yourself as you go through this book, The Seven Techniques of Healing, How I Overcame Abuse to Live My Authentic Life. And that's where we are right now, just living authentically being who God called us to be, because that is what attracts people. Not fake stuff, not trying to be like somebody else, and walking in that boldly. So Erica, before we end today, can you encourage that, that woman or that man who may be listening to this podcast episode right now, and they may feel God tugging them into a direction, but they may be too afraid to take that next step beyond themselves. I love it. I love it. Um, and I, 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 can, I can speak from personal experience. 30 days ago, a little over 30 days ago, we went into quarantine. And when I came into quarantine, I did like everybody else did. I ate the cookies and the chips and like, man, because it was the, the reality of, wow, this COVID is really here. I was frantic. I woke up listening to the news, went to bed listening to the news. One day I said, I had enough. And I turned my TV back off because prior to this, I didn't watch TV for a year. So that's how I didn't even know Corona was even happening. 
because I was shut out to the outside world. So I cut the TV back off. I said, I'm going to do things differently. I found this video on YouTube, Dance Around the Pounds. So I started working out in my living room, 20 minutes each day. So then one day I decided to go live with the exercising. Then all these people started joining me every day at 12 noon, 20 minutes or 15 minutes of stepping, of dancing around the pounds. And they know I got the video playing in the background. I'm watching the video and have the music going, so I'm not stealing their stuff. I'm giving them credit. But in front of the camera, they're watching my transition from day one to day 30 to where I've lost all the weight to where my body began slimming down to where I'm being transparent. I'm saying, look at my arms. They flabby like everybody else. Look at me. I'm bigger. But now look at the transition. And at first, it was like, yes, I'm helping people. But then the phone calls that I started re receiving is, you're motivating me. You're inspiring me. You've encouraged me. I can fit my clothes better. Wow, can you teach this when we come out of quarantine? Wow, can you do this? So doing something that I've never done before because I'm obedient to God and my mother challenged me. See, my mother challenged me to stay live while we go through quarantine. But you remember quarantine was supposed to be over April 15th. So I was like, yeah, that's nothing. Then the governor extended. I was like, dang, well, I said I'll do it. So that means that I've got to go live every day. What I learned in the process is that people like consistency. They, they like the motivation that I was able to provide. I learned new things about myself. I learned a lot of things about other people. So sometimes God shifts you even when you don't know you're being shifted. God uses you to help people when you don't know you're helping people. So where we went from day one to me saying, let's get it, let's go, let's have fun, to now at day 30 to before and after everybody's every video, I'm giving a message to them from God. That was a big shift. So sometimes you don't see what's happening. You don't know what's happening. But if you be obedient and keep going in the path that he's sending you on, I didn't have any plans of being an instructor or a, a personal trainer. Now I got more credentials to add to my repertoire because best to believe when we come out of here, I'm going to get the group of women together. Everybody pay $20 a person and we're going to step away the pounds. I'm going to motivate you. But sometimes being obedient will God tell you to go look at where to take you. So don't be closed off to something or someone that God sent to you to give you a message to do something or somebody challenged you to go somewhere in a direction that you never even expected because the outcome to, can be greater than you would have even imagined. So just stay focused, stay consistent, stay on your path, even when it's not clear. When you feel like giving up and you want to stop, because there was days I didn't want to get on my bed, everybody quarantined, eating cookies. I wanted to lay around, but I said I committed to this. And so let me get up and let me figure out how to take it to the next level. And I rose to the challenge. So I ask you guys to arise to the challenge, arise to the direction that God is taking you on. Don't give up. Keep moving forward and always take one step beyond you. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Kingdom Mogul Podcast.
You can support the podcast by subscribing, downloading your favorite episode, and sharing the podcast via social media. Don't forget to visit KingdomMogulCoaching.com to find more resources to help you grow your faith as you grow your business. Remember, what you want to become depends on your willingness to become it.